It's that time of week, folks. Sit back and relax as you join us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy over here, Nate Funk. Nate, how's it going, man? Oh, we're doing okay. We're doing. We're here. No, still <laughs> we in the are game. here. Still in the game. That's right. Uh, we've uh, we've had. A, I think both of us have had a long day. Uh, the last twenty four hours. I know yours has been a little bit forty eight hours. I, I know yours has been a little bit more grilling than mine. Um, but yeah, we're we're kicking. <laughs> so uh, if. People didn't see or don't follow your your farm page. Uh, they may not know that um, I took a trip up yesterday evening uh, to your farm to give a hand doing chores and just uh, some. I just to, I, I think you guys needed to see a friendly face, and I was more than happy to come up and and help you out there. Uh, you did have a doe that was kidding and had some complications there. Yeah, we've had a, a pretty rough uh, kidding season. Um, that's that's putting we, it lightly. It, it is. We have, quite frankly, we've. You know, they say you win some, you you lose some. We've lost our share this year. Uh, one of yeah. our uh, and one of our favorite does is actually a, a shepherd doe right now, and she's not doing well at all. And it, it's kind of a uh, moment to moment as to whether we think she'll make it through or not. And we get glimmers of hope and then it's dashed to pieces. And, um, yeah, we're doing what we can she, for. Her. I think you guys, I mean, you, you're throwing everything you can at that dough. She's just, uh, she's the sweetest thing. She was actually my roommate last night. We got to uh, cuddle and have a talk. Um, yep. We, we, <laughs> I did the uh, the you know the goat the goat breeder thing of bringing a mature doe into our house. Um, we what what's happened with her? Our vet believes that she had a uh, uterine infection that then went into the kidneys, and we were treating her with antibiotics as well as. Uh, an arsenal of other things that you guys vet. are throwing everything you can at her. That's for sure. Yeah. We're even, you know, we're, we're having to uh, tube feed her a vile concoction mix of, <laughs> of, well, again, everything but the kitchen sink. You uh, guys dared me to try that concoction last night, and I was all for it until uh, Jen put the vitamin B complex in there, and I've had that spat in my mouth by. Uh, many mad goats that they've been getting oral vitamin B complex. So I know it doesn't taste great. So I was I was all in until the vitamin B got in there, and I was like, nope. <laughs> right. Well, and and we it was stressful enough dealing with with that dealt with cream cream of the crop, um, and uh, yeah, that purebred dough, and then to have. Yeah, that can be a stressful time. Uh, yesterday, we had a yearling first freshener that was due. And um, quite frankly, long story short, we had a failure to progress situation. Um, and it turned out to be a large uh, kid in there that came out with C-section. Initially, the prognosis for the doe was not good. Uh, Cornell University's vet school asked to be able to try to give her a chance. And this morning, they contacted us and told us that the prognosis now is good. Uh, But they wanted to keep her one more night. Um, Yeah. And that most of the costs were already covered with the cost of the C-section. You know, and that's just on top of the two other does we sent up there, and another doe didn't quite make it there, and you know, it's it's rough, and you know, 
My my kids yeah. are learning uh, hard lessons in agriculture, and I think I think we all are through your guys's uh, devastating kidding season so far. Um, it's definitely a hard lesson to learn for a child to watch their favorite pet doe or or even just favorite milker or whoever um go through this kind of stuff and and pass it's it's a hard lesson for a farm kid to learn and it's one that every farm kid learns eventually um it's and i want to say it's not for a lack of effort for what is going on in your farm um you guys are more than knowledgeable uh with everything that you're doing it's just you Thank guys you. have been drawn some very, very, very unlucky straws yeah, this year so far. And it's one of I think these myself of, and the listeners would yeah, definitely say, uh, keep are, your guys' chin up and, and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, most of the issues are things where they've just been... Uh, it, it, it's one thing after another. The, the things of poor presentation on a kid, ketosis on another doe, residual meningeal worm damage on another doe, um, you know, and it's just, you know, it, it happens. We've been blessed for the past few years, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's one of these things where there is there is a bright side to this. It's kind of a sad bright side, but it, it is a bright side. It's not, there's no sadness to it. Um, you, you came up, you drove... You know, people who did see the post of, of our farm page, who follow the farm page, saw that and saw that you came up and helped with chores and, yeah. and you know, stayed over and helped us with morning chores as well and got to, you know, milk our does and, and, and see, you got to see some really, you know, I hope some really nice animals. Oh, but, yeah. Are you but, kidding me? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they most people don't realize you drove two and a half hours one way to come do yeah. that. And you work together with a, another friend of ours, Brett Armstrong. Um, yep. And the two of you helped out with chores and you, you both basically lift, lifted us up. You helped hold us up when we felt we were going to fall. And you guys helped, helped us. There's another person who did help us who doesn't really listen to the podcast, but uh, Ann Hogue, who, has helped us, especially with the keeping the children's spirits up. And I've often said that the goat community is a family. Sometimes we fight, sometimes we disagree, sometimes we agree, you know, all the time, you know, but we're a family. And last night and yesterday, I really saw that family. Um, so again, John, I thank you. Um, in other news, you know, we have, you know, a bunch of beautiful kids goats out there. We were excited. You about. sure do, man. Holy um, cow. You've got some beautiful kids in your barn right now and does, uh, mature does. But, man, there's a couple of kids I was ready to put in my vehicle and uh, take home. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, I think my wife would have had words with me if that were the case. Uh, but you have some really nice. Uh, your kid crop that you have there is is pretty solid. Thank you. We're pretty excited to get them in the show ring this spring. Looks you like should a few be. of our shows uh, will be happening. Um, yeah. So it will be. It'll be good, uh, and we'll we'll talk in you know, getting pr- show prep here in a little bit. Um, yeah. So, but John, now you've got kids coming yourself. Uh, I do. Kids. Yeah, go kids. I already have my the, one kid. The human here. kid is keeping <laughs> you up all night. Uh, yeah, she's teething right now. She's sleeping through the night, but man, is she teething something crazy. Um, but as far as the farm goes, uh, we have three does due this week. I'll induce two of them for Thursday. Uh, one of them, I don't know if she'll make it that long. Her ligaments are pretty soft already. Uh, oh, really? She's not super bad. Yeah, it's Carla. Uh, she's okay. not, she's not super filled with the other utter yet. So, uh, she might make it till Thursday, but she's definitely, uh, progressing. And my first freshener Minerva, who's also going to be induced for Thursday. 
Um, she's her udders filling up pretty nice. Uh, I'd like to see those teats a little bit further on the inside, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think we've all we've got all got things we'd like to fix. You know, on our oh toes. yeah. I mean, besides that, she's got a beautiful memory system coming in, uh, I think, at least. Uh, nice globular uh, shape to it. And then uh, Saturday, we'll have another do-do. Um, yeah, and we'll be hitting the ground running here pretty shortly. Yeah, I was going to just point out that uh, I think this upcoming weekend, we may have uh, Mira maybe do our miracle kid. Uh, will be due, and you know we're excited for that. The way this season has gone, we're a little apprehensive, but uh, we're we're we will be inducing, hopefully for smaller kids and easier freshening. Yeah, and that our... and that's that's the name of the game with these first fresheners. I think I don't know if next year I'll induce my second and third and fourth fresheners, but uh, if I if everything goes well with these yearlings. Freshening. This is our first year doing breeding yearlings. Uh, we'll continue to induce them, but we might just let the uh, older girls go to term. But then again, it's 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 always the what ifs that get in your brain. And and a year like you're having, I can only imagine all of the what ifs that are going in your head right now. Well, there there are so. a million, and you do second guess, and you listen to other breeders who are more experienced. You do read, you do talk to the the vets, both at you know the vet schools and and the research vets, as well as you know the other breeders around who are just old timers who've been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. And you you take that in and you weigh it and you think about the breed you're working with. And you've got to come up with a decision and hope, hope that you made a good decision. We we are going to try, you know, we're going to try a few things here. Um, you know, one of the things we, we've done is the doe who are currently dry are getting a, a little bit less uh, feed, yeah. more on the hay. The those who you know obviously who are milk are getting the the high protein milk feedings and the second cutting grain and maybe even the third cutting um you know tonight we'll maybe breaking out some of that for a few of the does and you know trying to keep the protein down reduce kid size make a easier um less eventful freshening yeah um, but you know, it's it's one of these things again. As you you go through this, you try to look at what other people are doing. You're trying to learn from it. Try to do, make it so that it's easier on your does freshening. Um, you know, I think you know you've got some does who are really going to be showstoppers. You you really do. I really look forward to seeing you. Know, you've got turn the page there. And I think she's going to be a fun one to look at. I think she's going to be a good foundation doe for you. You're going to move forward with her progeny. Um, you yeah. know, not trying to blow wind up, up, you know, up the skirt, but you know, it's. I like the breeze though. So thank you. you know, <laughs> it, no, it, it, it's one of the things of, uh, you know, it's, it's, one of these things where the we just have to look at what we have at the end of kidding season and move forward. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what everybody's goal is. Um, when kidding season comes around and at the end, that's when you uh, evaluate your animals and go move on. Um, but let's move. Let's move on to some brighter stuff, huh? Let's move on to the yeah. news. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the news this week, uh, the, we'll start with the NG system. Uh, that is now functional where you can log in and and it looks like people are having some success uh, registering animals. It also looks like some people are having some issues. Uh, I know I saw on a post there's over 600 tickets with issues um, open right now. 
And, you know, there's one issue that kind of makes me a little irritated is the fact that I've got $100 sitting in my ADCA account that is just going to be sitting in limbo until they figure out how to use it uh, or let us let us use it correctly. So when I'm registering kids, if I were to register kids today, I, I still got to pull out my card and pay with a credit card or PayPal or debit card um, to pay for that registration where usually it'll pull right out of the account, which is why I have that money sitting in there right now. Uh, so that that seemed a little bit frustrating. Uh, did you see any other frustrations, Nate? Well, I know that there have been issues with, for example, we, we know of people who aren't able to get in or they get into their account and the number associated with their account for Adgar ID is not the Adgar ID which they were assigned. Um, their animals aren't listed. I know that there have been issues with people trying to order DNA. Um, well, I, can I touch the, on that while you're while you're touching that real quick? Yes, probably the so, thing I was going to get to. Oh, if you want to say it, that's fine. But uh... <laughs> I saw I did see the uh, a director friend of ours pointed out that in you know some of the data that's being sent in with the DNA may not necessarily be. Uh, being recorded within the well, system. Right. So what what's going on with that is right now there's no way to record the DNA results in the new gen, next gen system. And it's not just the DNA. I think it's even the DHI and, and yeah. the other uh, bits of D- performance program data. The yeah, Star B's awarded to Bucks, all that. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of that is, and that, that's part of the uh, 600 tickets you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. You know, was it? you know, Disneyland, when it started up, there were so many errors, you know, and problems that, you know, it took them months to get them figured out. It took, you know, hopefully it doesn't turn out like Jurassic Park. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, at this point, all I can do is laugh. And it's sad that that's pretty much all I can do right now. I would love to kick and scream like a lot of people are right now and, and create that noise. But I know it's a process and it's a process that must take place uh, to get this system up and running. I wish they would have just allowed Guernseys to be registered in ADGA while waiting to release this next-gen system until fall. Because right now is not the time. It's not the time. This system is... Now, what about... It's hard. What about if they'd have done something like gotten this, this, this new website up, left the old website up in functional and as things went online added them to the new system and removed them from the old system well that would mean that they would have to communicate with the community and membership to say hey we we took this off of the old system it's on the new system the the, the biggest problem Posted with this ng yeah well okay when when do they do that? Usually they do that when it's a day late and a dollar short. The biggest problem right now is that <laughs> let, hold on. The biggest problem right now and what I've said on this podcast in the past is the key to any good relationship is communication. And right now we have no communication or gag orders and that is not how you want to oh, run this registry. I don't have a gag problem. order. No, but that's a different topic. <laughs> it is a different topic, which we're going to move on to right now. Lanier appraisal. What's going on with that? Yeah, there's a proposal out there which we aren't allowed. We don't know the contents of. I do yep. know that a few of the directors who used to be gung so gung ho for linear appraisal and getting linear appraisal back on course have said that. They don't feel they can vote for it. Well, they said that they'd vote no. They'd vote no. That's what I mean. They'd vote no. And 
the gag order, not really gag order, it's not a gag order, except that it's confidential. Right. Contents of it are confidential. We they don't they can't even really t- tell us a topic of what the issue is of why they would want to vote no. Um, now I've I have seen of a bunch of people who are like, you know, I'm a paying member. I need I want to know what's the issue. Tell me what the issue is. I'm a paying member. It's my money. What's going on? Well. My, I guess my stance is sometimes is even in organizations like ADCA, uh, nonprofits, there are times you can't give, legally you can't give information out that's uh, confidential. There's a reason you can't give it out. And so what, 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 can, what comes directly to my brain when I – when I, I read the post on District 3, uh, the, the first thing that came to my ma- my brain when it was said that it was confidential was that this has to be something that re- revolves around monetary issues with either employees, a.k.a. appraisers, or monies that are being moved to other sections of ADGA or some other thing going on that is is not in any other realm of this planet in a corporation uh would not be discussed with people that are are not the employees being talked about but but that's you know i thought that and i had to point out that's speculation this is all purely speculation it it is speculation so my thought is is i have to put my trust in those directors who were so excited for the LA program to get started up and who are now thinking they're going to vote no, that there is a reason they want to vote no and that it's a darn good reason. And trust that the information, the con- the content of that proposal will be made public after their vote. I don't yeah. like it. I do not like it. But I have to trust that those who would normally have voted yes, who are now saying they would vote no, have a very good reason for voting no. And these these directors did point out that they have that discussion time after the vote to change their vote to a yes or what have you. I honestly think that it probably comes what really is stemming from this is the crunch time of linear appraisal should be happening in parts of the country right now. So there's going to be less appraisal opportunities for members. Uh, People are going to be overlooked this year. Not everybody is going to get seen as a uh, customer paying for linear appraisal. And it's just going to be the way it is. There's going to be limited stops. I guarantee it. Uh, this is just me thinking it's March, <laughs> right? Um, so I think there's, it's just right now, there's just so many moving parts with linear appraisal with COVID and other things. Uh, time of year, the fact that the system is just being taped together right now, trying to get it to work, I think is there's just a lot going on. And I, I've heard the membership on Facebook um, requesting more information about linear appraisal and and wanting that information because they're passionate about it. And honestly, they deserve that information and they deserve linear appraisal. But this is not a perfect world. This is 2021 COVID. So we'll see what happens. I hope that they communicate with us soon. Because people aren't happy right now. Uh, everybody should be happy. It's springtime. We're supposed to be looking forward to shows, kidding season, uh, milk test, linear appraisal. Like this, These are things that we're supposed to be looking forward to, not worrying about this registry. I, I think one of the th- frustrations we have, and I think it's a thing we all have this frustration, is we are many of us are, are passionate about linear appraisal. And about these performance programs. However, 
there's not a lot of information. I do believe that by the summer, COVID will still be around. It will still be a factor. But I think we're showing, we as a community, you know, the dairy goat community, are showing that we can overcome, you know, some of the challenges associated with COVID. I, I think right now the bigger problem is we've got, you know, we're trying to figure out linear appraisal, trying to make it fair for the appraisers. We've got a new PPM. Uh, we're still looking for a new executive director. We are dealing <laughs> which with they new... just which they just posted a the executive director job online for the community to see. Uh, it, it, I don't know if that means that maybe something is going on with the headhunter group that they hired and they're not see, getting any results. But it looks like now they're finally uh, getting the community involved and maybe we'll be able to find somebody that fits. Possibly. Um, but you know, it, it's that you throw that in, you throw in the NG system, you throw in, and then you, you throw all this together. It's a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, Samson. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, I, I think we've got to be patient. Yeah. We do need to hold our directors accountable. Um, maybe we need to, you know, some of those directors maybe on the EC. We need to hold them accountable. But we also need to realize that, end of the day, they're breeders too. They're wanting yeah. linear appraisal too. They're wanting national show. They're wanting milk tests. They're wanting to do DNA testing too. Um, no one's getting rich on this. Yeah, exactly. So yep. what else we got in the news here, John? Uh, that's honestly, that's all I have um, that I think's noteworthy. Um, it's pretty much everything, right? Um, <laughs> I, I believe so. I, I do, you know, say I'm, I am starting to see some shows are, especially in the Northeast, are starting to post the judges. Uh, some mm-hmm. shows that were canceled last year are starting up again. Um, advertising. I know that there are some shows that were new last year that are advertising. And uh, yeah. with that, you know, some of there are a lot of people who I know of who've purchased goats and maybe they've been to one show or two shows or maybe no shows with the way New York, New York was. Um. What are you going to take to your first show there, John? <laughs> well, hopefully I'll take my goats. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's so... A good th- that would be a good thing, though, unless you're there to help other people. Yeah, exactly. My teething daughter just walked in, so listeners, you might She walked in? Her. Wow. Well, yeah. Right. I know. Four months old, girl. she's she <laughs> strutted right in, man. <laughs> so, uh... We, we I made a post on our Ringside American Dairy Goat podcast uh, Facebook group um, asking listeners, you know, we know what we want to talk about, but what are you wanting us to talk about is what that post basically was about. And everybody really uh, stepped up and, and gave us some ideas, some of which we already had, but uh, gave us some ideas on w- what they want to hear from us. And uh, one of those ideas was what to bring to a goat show. First of all, bring your goats if you want to show them. Uh, and registration papers would probably uh, be I was a smart just going to say, you know, I had a really good story. I think I told you last night about an uh, exhibitor who traveled a good distance to get to a show. And it was her, her first time being at the show. And she got her animals unloaded, got them into the pen. And saw the line at the the check-in table, doing okay. I got to go over there, and, and wandered on up, and said, "Okay, I'm here to check my animals in." They're great, great. Um, where are your papers? And she went, "What?" And <laughs> they said, "Your papers. You need your papers." Well, she left them on the kitchen table. Papers, please. <laughs> she ended up having to scratch. 
the following year, she didn't make the same mistake. Uh, well, that's good. So, that's a really course, tough lesson to learn. It is. <laughs> it is. The upside is, you know, we got to know her. You know, she helped us with our animals. And uh, it, it was pretty good. It was a good learning experience for her and for us. But, yeah, I would say one of the keys is if you're taking your goats to a show, especially any distance or even, even close by, bring the papers. In fact, yeah. we – we uh, <laughs> Because of that situation, we're very conscious. It's like, you know, it goes through the family and it's like, gentle turn to me and go, are the papers in the truck? I'll be, yes, the papers are in the truck. Maria, my daughter will turn to me and go, are the papers in the truck? I'll be, yes, they're between the center console. My youngest, my youngest daughter will run out and go, yes, they are on the center console. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like there's a check system to make sure those papers get on into the truck. Yeah, um, I always put those loose in my truck so that way they don't get, first of all, buried in all the stuff that I'm about to read off that we bring to a show. Uh, so they're always handy. And that way I can always just, I'm very uh, retentive when it comes to just making sure that I have those. Cause that's a big deal. Uh, another paper that I do not leave the house without is a checklist that my wife makes for shows on stuff that we need to pack for the show. Uh, most of the time, everybody's traveling a good distance for shows, whether it's an hour, two hours. Some people travel eight hours one way, you know, longer than that. Um, so it's always good to have a checklist uh, to make sure you're not forgetting anything. And let me tell you, you're going to forget something. It's just <laughs> inevitable. I got one for you, and I'm sure it's one of the first items on your list. We went to go to uh, the Columbus Nationals, and uh, youth showmanship is Sunday when you pretty much when you get there, and we get halfway to Columbus. My wife turns to me and says, "Did you pack the show weights?" Of course, I <laughs> packed the show weights. I packed all the show weights that were folded on the bed. She's like, "Okay, good." We go another, you know, five miles down the road. She goes, what about the ones that were on top of the tote next to the bed? What do you mean? <laughs> the show weights that were on the tote next to the bed. Is, what tote? <laughs> well, my show weights, Jen's show weights were on the bed, folded neatly. My mm -hmm. daughter's show weights were on top of the tote next to the bed. She had no show whites for showmanship, a national show. So hmm. on our way into Columbus, we found ourselves looking for the Walmarts and the, the clothing stores to try to find someplace that would have white pants. And we all know, you know how hard it is to find sh white pants for show whites. And yeah. in, in June... <laughs> and we found them but oh my goodness you know and then finding the um, shirts that would fit and yeah so yes you so, show it so yeah that's important we'll start with also uh we have a tote box that we that's on wheels that we bring to shows um it's really handy it's got you can just drag it if you want, or you can carry it. Um, now, inside of that are some important items that I'll just rattle off, because it's kind of the small stuff that uh, you'll probably agree with me here, Nate. Um, first of all, I bring my hoof trimmers. I think that's important. I bring extra collars, uh, which are the chain collars, like the dog collars that you can get at Tractor Supply or wherever. Um, I have a quick question with those. Yeah. yeah. How do you store them? I put them in tyranny, I should say, puts them in Ziploc bags, and she labels them by sm size. So she'll label them small, medium, which is usually for the Nigerians, uh, and then large, and that's usually for the big milkers. You know what I found, what we do, is we found, you go to the sporting, sporting goods section, and you know those yeah. uh, little clear plastic compartmentalized uh, trays 
like the tackle you, box for trays. using for your tra- tackle box trays those because you can lift them up you can put little dividers in them and move them around mm-hmm. and we use those and then you can sort them by size you can put you know if you use d d rings for yeah um putting them together or however you use to keep them together and on, on your animal um you can put those in there you can have small ones large ones some of the larger compartments you can keep uh dog cow dog training collar links in mm-hmm. and you know those are handy with the box and we use that and that is probably next to the registration book that is the second item to go in the truck right uh also inside that tote we keep uh extra leashes just in case uh we never really we use them at duchess but not really duchess county fair but not really any other show uh we pack shampoo main tail uh and that's usually for duchess county fair which is a week-long show which works um, for uh, your own hair when you get your yeah. shampoo for an overnight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we put hay bags in that box, uh, rope and bungee cords, um, fly spray. We, ma- we make our own fly spray. And actually, Tierney's sitting here right now. Tierney, what is our fly spray that we use? It's white vinegar. Dawn, a tablespoon of Dawn dish soap, uh, oil. a couple, like five to ten drops of eucalyptus oil, and water. And uh, the vinegar is usually you want it to be about a fourth as much water, or sorry, for as much water, you want a fourth of that to be the white vinegar. And that works really well uh, for shows. Um, it also smells nice and it makes them. That misty, we put it in a uh, spray bottle, and that mist really shines up the doughs too. So it kind of works both well both uh, that way. Um, what else do we put in that box? Uh, I have your list right here. <laughs> Sorry, Danny's changing the baby. I can smell the stinky butt from here as I'm going through my list. <laughs> um, Poor, Poor Alice with her stinky butt. Oh, and she got a bath too. Oh, she's just cute. Um, now, I mean, we put some other odds and ends that we need, and that's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So, you mentioned forgetting the registration book uh, story. The first year that, or first or second year that we went to Duchess County Fair, we got everything loaded up and we put the water buckets in, um, got everything set. Uh, but when I went to go put, get the water buckets from the barn, we have like the little five gallon ones. I didn't grab the feed bins or the, like the feed troughs to feed the does grain. Uh Oh, totally forgot so we got there got all settled and i'm like it's getting late at night and i'm like oh let me feed the does i don't have anything to feed them in no pans luckily my friend uh carmen had extra feed pans and she had her son run home which was a 15 minute drive to go get them and we had feed pans for the week or else i would have been making a run to tractor supply to get the rubber ones um, but yeah, that was a big, that was one of the times where I went, Ooh, forgot that. <laughs> I would say what water buckets in, in feed pans are pretty high in the list. <laughs> there uh, they are. That's, yeah. that's a good one to have. Yeah. And of course you got to remember to have enough hay and it sounds crazy. Like I know the <laughs> yeah. first, first few times we went to a show, I'm like, Oh, I'm taking four does. Half a bale of hay. That should be plenty. Yeah. It never is. You know, you, you go to You don't realize how much they eat at a show. Right. Well, I think <laughs> what it is, it's kind of like humans. You know, we stress eat. And yeah. some of us stress eat. I know I do. You just have to look at me. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I think goats stress eat sometimes, too. 
So they're at the show. They're a little stressed. You get double the amount of hay you would normally give the dough during the day at home and take that much to the show. So if you figure, ah, four doughs, I'm going to take half a bale of hay. No, take a whole bale of hay. You know, yeah. and in fact, maybe take two bales of hay for the four doughs because you might get there and find there's no bedding or anything and you're going to need bedding. Um, and that's the other thing, bale of, of bedding. If it's um, not, if it's not a uh, uh, provided by the show, right? Some shows do provide it or say, "Hey, for an extra ten bucks, you can we'll bet it for you," and then for an extra ten bucks at the end, we'll clean it out for you. Some shows do that. Um, now, the, I would say the one thing I did find, and for me it was handy, and for Jen and I it was handy. Shows like national show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even state fair for now, mind you, it's a little bit more. And, you know, instead of $5 a bale that you could buy it at home and or however much it may be in your local area, you might pay six bucks a bale, seven bucks a bale for a bale of straw from the local guy at state fair or the nationals. Mm-hmm. And you'll have hate straw there. You don't have to transport it. Sometimes the cost of transportation comes into these things, and it might be cheaper to pay the guy there to drop off extra bales of straw for a one-day show. Find a good place to get yourself some good straw and shavings and and lime, and take that with you. Um, Yep, I want to touch on. um, Well, I wanted to touch on with the uh, water buckets and feed bins. Uh, we also have that uh, little filter that hooks up to a hose. Yes, we um, do too. Because the water at a show is going to be completely different than what's on your bar- on your farm. Um, so we use that to help. Um, because usually, if you don't, they're going to be scouring or or they're going to have ick uh, just from the water drink. change alone. Yeah, or they're not going to drink. You know, I, um, I took those to a show and they didn't drink and they didn't bag and. We did. We didn't do well, um, right? You know, one other thing we'll throw in. We know we're going. You know, someplace with questionable water. We're going a distance. Gatorade, Gatorade yep. powder. You can buy it. You know, online. You can buy it at Walmart. Probably some of the grocery stores. And you can even get electrolyte powder at Tractor Supply. Well, and then there's uh, Blue Light. Yep. Which I know a bunch of breeders use. It changes the flavor of the water, and if your goat is used to it, now, don't just get the stuff and then, you know, at the fair, throw it in, and your goat goes, what the dickens is that? Mm-hmm. You know, let them try it, you know, maybe during kidding season or, or on a hot summer day before the show, so they know that that smell is a good, a good smell to try. And something that flavors the water maybe covers a bit more of that that smell even though you ran it through a filter sometimes the water still has a bit of a chlorine smell um, mm-hmm. and i know for example our state fairgrounds before the state fair they flush the system with chlorine the first few days of our state fair the water you you turn on the spigot and you can smell the chlorine and the filters do a lot, but even then, it's still chlorine. Yeah. You throw a bit of Gatorade, some blue light, something to flavor the water a bit that your animals are used to. They're going to be more apt to drink it, less stress on them, healthier animals, better showing. Yep. Um, what else you got on your list? Uh, I, we also put washcloths in our... Um, tack box for if we have to wash up a dough or clean them up in the area. Yep. Uh, we what also about- bring a pop-up tent for humans and goats alike. We usually bring one or two. Um, and that's usually accompanied by a fold-out table and a couple folding chairs. Uh, we also, if we're showing out of our trailer, we bring portable fencing, uh, which is like the uh, metal dog fencing that you'll see for puppies or something um, that we use. 
I would say as a result of having to borrow some of your folding dog fencing, you know, we've since <laughs> gone and purchased some of the goat panels you can get at, you know, we bought it at Tractor Supply. I'm sure you can get it at nearly any farm and garden retailer. And we cut them to eight foot lengths and we take those. So we have, again, a portable pen, portable fencing, mm -hmm. uh, something so you can get them out of the trailer, give them some exercise and area to move around. Um, yep. Excellent yeah, idea. It, what about fans? I We bring, uh, depending on what the weather's supposed to be, we at least bring one big barn fan, uh, but we also bring like smaller fans and box fans. Well, some shows, I think last year, we brought at least three or four different fans because it was a hot show that we actually went to. Um but yeah, we, we make sure we bring them. And with that, bring, be sure to bring enough extension cords. Yes, uh, for, that goes in the box as well. As well yep. as possible power strips. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one thing that I, I don't think, you, you have anything else there? By the way, the box, it sounds like this box you're describing is popularly called a tack box. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just call it, we, we just call it the box. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also bring, usually we'll bring, uh, we have a like foldable cloth, uh, it's, it's metal braced and metal framed, but it's on the inside of it is a cloth, uh, it's a wagon that folds up and then we can unfold it if like we have to travel to and from the pens and need to like, if, if I'm in the show ring and Tierney needs to grab a bale of hay, she's not carrying a bale of hay for a hundred yards. She's able to just roll it along. I'm going to throw that in the category of equipment moving device. We'll call it that. A wagon. <laughs> yeah. um, we went, we drove all the way to Columbus and we got there and we set up in a pen. We had, you know, it seemed like we brought everything. And that first night we, we did our milking and, you know, I had, seven or eight gallons of milk to get rid of. You know, those who, who went to Columbus knew that the milk dump station was like a quarter mile away at the end of the barn. And after watching me carry it one time, the people who had the stall, the stalls and the pens across from us, uh, you know, Ruth and Shannon Green were like, you know, I have this wagon here. Why don't you just <laughs> next time borrow it and use it. We did that the rest of the week. You know, thankfully they were very kind and generous and let, let us borrow their wagon to take the milk down to the end of the, the barn. But a number of other occasions, a wagon has served as a huge, huge asset in showing. You wouldn't think about it, you know, moving hay in from the truck, um, moving uh other equipment into your pen site even you know taking a small child and just putting it in the wagon and setting him ringside with some toys in the wagon while you're showing and someone else mm -hmm. is watching him um or a napping spot for the child yeah it, it's <laughs> it works you know you have small children and i bet there are some things on your list that i have that you don't uh, probably. Uh, the only other thing that I have on my list really that's important is at least that's on my list that I would be like, Oh, we forgot this is, um, now I can't think of it, Nate, cause you had my mind going. Er, uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. I'll think of it. <laughs> you go on yours. <laughs> Here you are. You've got yourself, Alice. She's oh, 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 oh! I got it. Can I say it before I forget? Go for it. Bring a container to put your grain in to feed your does. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the grain. We didn't mention that. Uh, we have a smaller metal container, like it's like the trash, the metal trash cans, but shrunk down, and that feeds enough to do a couple feedings for the does. Uh, so we're not carrying around this big old trash can. We're able to <laughs> just bring that little one. Now, what we have are, we went to 
tractor supply. You can get them at Lowe's. You can get them at Runnings. You can get them, you name it. We get a five-gallon bucket with a top. Now, you saw last night, we tend to mix our own grain. You know, we take this yeah. grain and that grain, we mix it. Uh, we have certain goals for certain pens as far as proteins and carbohydrates. And so we'll take a five-gallon bucket and we'll put our, fill it with grain, put the lid on it, and, you know, then we put it in the back of the truck or in the trailer and the does don't bother it. If it's mm-hmm. a long haul, we also have more of those buckets. And we, well, if it's a long haul, we will actually we'll fill them. we got four others, I believe. Maybe we're down to three. We'll fill with our own water. We put the lids on. So that okay. on the way there, they're at least getting water from home. If it's a short mm-hmm. enough trip, maybe the first half of the day of the one-day show, they're getting water from home. Um, or if it's a long drive, like when we went to Columbus, we had to stop a few times. We were able to make sure that they had fresh water, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. The other thing is the human aspect. We mentioned show whites. Um, if you're going to be eating at planning to eat at the uh, food booth, if there's a food booth, don't forget to bring cash. Many of them don't take <laughs> credit card. Um, yep. If you if you're trying to be a little uh, penny pinching, save a little bit of money. Um, don't forget to bring the food. What are you eating <laughs> yeah, for we... lunch? Yeah, we bring a cooler full of snacks. I believe you saw our magical yep. cooler that just had about anything you could ask for in it. Uh, fresh fruit, uh, like a platter of fruit, uh, fruit um, sandwiches, anything, anything you could think of. The other thing is, is um, snacks for you as well as um, – so people who have seen our show have seen that we we give some of our animals treats. Uh, most gummy bears. Go- I was gonna say we give gummy bears to our goats. Our goats, most <laughs> of them, will turn themselves inside out for gummy bears. And so <laughs> the bet, the magic of the gummy bears is, it's like one for you, one for me, one for you, yeah. one for me. Um, they work well for the human tree as well as for the uh, for the animals. Um, so there's that. Uh, another item that's kind of not food related, though, is that you haven't mentioned is a first aid kit. Yeah, I think we have a tiny one that tears. Bingo. So, at, you know, at Buck Shows, you're going to need these first aid kits. You got these 300-pound bucks who are, you know, moving you around. You may get slammed into the wall on one or into a pen. Uh, you've also, you know, not just at Buck Shows, at shows in general. Some of the shows are held at old fairgrounds where the pens may be in questionable condition. And in getting in pens and getting out of pens, you may get, have injuries yourself. And sometimes some of these health kits, you know, first aid kits can be dual species, you know, human yeah. and goat. Uh, I've, I've seen a few goats who've had to be patched up with, you know, human gods and athletic tape and, you know, you know, just for their own safety and their own health. So yeah. I would say and- a first aid kit would be something to take, even if it's just a small one. Right. And I I will definitely add, uh, we tend to throw together and bring some medication that, uh, for, for the goats that, um, I guess I was going to overlook and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, we usually tend to bring vitamin B complex, uh, just in case we also tend to bring, if it's a longer show, uh, we bring this. Yeah. Uh, we bring a, it's like a little pump. I think it's called Scour Check. 
And basically that's if it's, it's made for pigs, uh, but it really works well for does or, or bucks. Uh, if they're starting to scour on you because of the water change or anything like that, yep. uh, the stress, um, a couple pumps of that, uh, usually once in the morning and then once in the afternoon, and they tend to clear up pretty quick. Um, we also bring just some other things just in case, uh, penicillin, any, any, you know, needles just in case, uh, anything that for those freak times, I've never had to use those, uh, besides the scour check stuff, um. Yeah, I will. That's what I will second on the antibiotics. I would specifically specifically say if you have not given your animals, haven't vaccinated them against pneumonia, I would definitely take a respiratory antibiotic. Something like, and not to name names specifically, but a re- antibiotic that targets respiratory infections, as well mm-hmm. as an antibiotic for your general purpose ones. Especially if you're going for like a week-long fair or exposition where you're going to be there for a while. Things happen. It's better to not be caught, you know, unprepared. Um, you know, I, I have kids. You ha- you now have a small one there. The other thing to remember to take is entertainment. It sounds horrible. Something for the kids to do. Even though there may be other kids they can go play with. Um, there may not be. I've had shows where we were like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so is going to be there, and it's going to be fun. You're going to play with them. It'll be great. They were, you know, and those kids turned out to be at, at grandma's for the day. And the my kids ended up being bored to tears. Well, you take books. You take coloring books for the kids. You take maybe a, a tr- toy that they can play with. Um, this day and age, if you have a, a vehicle with a DVD player in it, some DVDs so they can sit and play. Um, yep. Some Not all kids are going to want to be in the show ring. We'd like to believe that they are, but not all of them are going to want to be in the show ring all the time. As well as some <laughs> yeah, put, exactly. Something for the kids to sit in, and not just the kids to sit in, but chairs. Yeah. Have you, you know, I, I think, you know, so many show rings where, it's lined with chairs, and uh, it's almost a, a tradition now to see the lining of the chairs around the show ring. Yep, yep. I make sure I bring my extra big one for my husky self so I can relax when I do get a chance to sit. Although, at, honestly, at shows, I don't really sit still long. Even if I'm not showing, I'm off gabbing and bsing with somebody no (laughs) oh tyranny calls i think tyranny doesn't like me at shows well she likes me but uh, she loves me i hope uh but (laughs) she uh she calls me the mayor when it comes to shows because i'm off seeing this one and off seeing that person and and talking to this person and she's like where have you been it's like well my, my friends are here i gotta say hi to everybody it's rude not to say hi yeah well my my kid is like, well, we were gonna go uh, get some ice cream, and then Papa started talking to someone. <laughs> Two hours like, later, we didn't get the ice cream. <laughs> I was like, last show uh, I had Tierney and who's pregnant, and my buddy from high school. He came. He wanted to see what these goat shows were all about, and we're we packed up. And they were still showing Nigerians uh, in the second ring. And we we were just getting ready to leave because it was hot and we were done. Um, and they're Tierney sitting there honking the horn for like five minutes because I'm off talking to somebody. And I'm like, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. And then five minutes later, she's honking the horn. And finally, she gets out and is like, I'm going to drive away. Get in the car. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm coming. So then we we headed off. <laughs> but it, it was yeah. a hot show, and she was she was pregnant. I mean, I I totally understand why. Yeah i I can relate there. I and you know, it, it's so much fun to get together and, and talk with everybody, and, mm-hmm. and you know, just to commit. Yeah, but sometimes not everyone sees it our way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I think I think that's getting a pretty good list. You know, some things I know we flew right past and right through. 
Well, if anybody wants us to revisit it, they can always, uh, or if they want to talk further, because everybody knows that we we love continuing the conversation, even after the podcast is posted. Uh, We'd love to hear anyone's questions and opinions and all that. So if you have any questions regarding what we should bring at a show and, and we didn't cover it here, feel free to comment on our post or, or message us. We're always open to talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I know sometimes people are like, Oh, don't, don't take, you know, you shouldn't take food to the show if they've got a food booth, you know, and I can see that because, a lot of these shows, sometimes the food booth is, you know, they, they may or may not make money in the food booth, but it helps maybe defray the cost, probably make it so other people can be at the show. Um, yeah, I do, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that, I think that you shouldn't judge somebody if they brought food because you have, no, no, you're oh not no. in their pocket or their wallet. Uh, no. So, and, so and I, what I will say though, if you are able to support the show in any way, I see a lot buy of these a t-shirt shows. Or something. Buy a T-shirt, buy raffle tickets. Um, you know, some shows will have a small mini auction for, you know, trinkets or cheeses or. or the Progressive Dairy Go Club does it every year for those in New York yeah. and Northeast that haven't been. I would suggest yep. coming. It's a cool show. Well, I know that Son of a Buck show down there in Virginia does it. I think you mm-hmm. know, you know, as well as. Uh, the spring fling in Pennsylvania and I know a bunch of sh- shows. Those are just a few in the Northeast. Well, Northeast, if you count Virginia as part of the Northeast mm, that well, okay. do fundraisers <laughs> like that. I know that, uh, you know, Don George has organized a show and done fundraisers like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of these things of, you know, support your local club. Um, you know, I guess, but same time, if you've got to, you know, I guess, it, well, well, I <laughs> say I get, support your local club, I guess. Well, hold on. <laughs> what? Qualify that. Yeah, I say, I guess if you, if, if money's tight, if, if money's not tight and you just want to save money, you want to bring your own lunch, or maybe you have health reasons for bringing your own lunch. You, you've got a reason, but I still say find a way to support your local club. Maybe maybe your entry fee is enough of a support for your local club. Um, yeah, or just spread the word about the show to other potential exhibitors. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, I think that's a good spot to uh end her there. I mean, I think we covered pretty much anything anybody would need to know. Uh also, I don't think I added in here. I bring my my clippers to the shows just in case I have to touch udders. I don't think we added that in there. I said hoof trimmers, but I didn't say anything about clippers. I know one other thing that we didn't mention. The milk stand. (laughs) I milking machine, Or the milking (laughs) machine. The milking device. Sometimes the milking device is your own hand into the bucket in which you'll milk into. Don't forget that one. Or the milking machine. Yeah, I always forget to mention the, the milk stand because... Mine folds up so conveniently for the back of my truck that I just always forget it. Like, forget to mention it because it's just so easy. Well, I know of a few shows where they have parlors or milking areas established where, Mm -hmm. you know, they would prefer you use those. Um, You know, so there's that. I know, for example, our own state fair has a milking parlor complete with compressor. uh, which you can For goats? Hook your... For you for goats, um, so that what? you can hook your milking machine right up and milk into your your own bucket. Uh, but at the same time, there are times it's easier to have a milk milk stand and your own pump and just do it. You know, yeah. Especially see these, see these hands goes. right here. See these pretty hands, Nate. These these are my my milk my milk machines. I know you, you got to exercise those on, on our, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're out of shape. Our yearling for a yearling first fresheners, uh, last night in this morning. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The I- itty bitty committee. Yeah. 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 My hands, I was sitting there like, Oh boy, my hands are out of shape and I'm going to be dealing with the same thing with Minerva, man. Cause her teeth are toiny. The, 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 <laughs> those, those yearling first fresheners. 
Um, yeah. On that, you know, we're all in this together, folks. Keep your stick on the ice. I guess we're that's all a in good this old together. That's a good old red green quote. Yeah, I uh, I had to sing that because that was also a uh, request was that we sing. So we're all in this together. Oh my goodness! I think that's I think it's a good good spot to end it, huh, bud? Yes, please end it. <laughs> end my misery. Uh, well, everybody, uh, Nate, again, thanks for joining me every week as you do. I appreciate it, and especially with all the stuff going on in your farm, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk goats with me. Anytime. All right. Well, everybody else, thank you again for joining us. This has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.